Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. The service. Uh, Reverend Dr. Ron Henderson's here this morning, and I know Pastor Chris is home a little sad today because I know he really wanted to be here uh, to wish Ron a really great upcoming retirement. Uh, Ron served just faithfully throughout the United Methodist Church for many years, um, and his word is always a blessing to us. But maybe better than Pastor Chris to send a little farewell from our congregation, we have uh, one of our church members with a lovely message. Good morning, Ron. Thank you for coming this morning to bring the message. We are always so happy at church when you are delivering the message to each of us. It seems like you speak to our hearts. Before the message, I would like to thank you for your service to Roy City First United Methodist Church. You have been with us through the darkest and the best of times. You have heard our needs and you have done your best to fulfill them. We thank you for blessing our congregation with Pastor Chris. He has been an awesome leader for each of us. And now, Ron, as you think about beginning your retirement, I hope you go out and enjoy it. I know you will spread God's love wherever you go. Just always know that you will always be in our hearts. Thank you so very much. Good morning. I tell you that uh, that uh, greetings, those uh, uh, generous, kind words from Mrs. Ruth Cherry it was worth being here this morning. <laughs> um, gee, that was a, a blessing to my heart uh, to hear her kind words. Um, this is my last year on the district. And uh, most likely, uh, I'm, I'm going to retire. I've been a United Methodist minister. I'm in my 41st year uh, since seminary and pastor two years while I was in seminary in Georgia. So that's about 43 years. That's long enough, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I'm 70 years of age and uh, enjoying just enjoying life. Uh, I am taking the month of January, doing the Daniel fast to pray, uh, uh, to see if that's uh, really what I'm going to do. It's good to be here with you. I, um, I extend my send my greetings to Chris and Tracy, uh, wonderful family couple. Uh, Tracy, who works for the for the conference, uh, assists our office in so many, many things, and so I'm uh, grateful for, to her for, uh, for many things she has done for me and what she does for our office. I've had a long relationship with, with your church. It's uh, my second time on the district, so uh, I began a relationship with you first in 2002, 
Um, and so that's uh, well, about 19 years I had to, I had to make way. <laughs> didn't, want, didn't want to mess that up there. Uh, and you, um, I, uh, a uh, wonderful congregation, uh, but the way this area is growing, you uh, have a wonderful future. Uh, and it's good to know that as long as you've been here, uh, that your best days are not behind you. I believe that. I believe that strongly. You have good uh, pastoral leadership. You have outstanding lay leadership. And, and to all of the musicians and band members, I, I, I enjoyed your worship this morning. I enjoyed your praise. And I just sat there, and as it was going on, I was just... Um, really feeling God, so, so thank you. Uh, that even in this pandemic, and when you can't have all the people here who would normally be here, we, we can still worship God. And we can worship God with all of our heart, all our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. As what Jesus said, that is the way we love God. That's the first of all of the commandments. So it's good to be here. Uh, to share with you, to uh, celebrate with you this day. I want to read a passage of scripture. Uh, the uh, praise team was so very consistent in your songs and what I want to share with you uh, today. The passage comes from uh, Old Testament book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, the third chapter. And I shall read for our hearing verses 17 through 19. Listen now for the word of God as recorded in Habakkuk, the third chapter, the 17th through the 19th verse. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the field yields no food, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hill. This is the word of God for the people of God. God, we do thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for the gift of friendship, hospitality. I thank you for the gift of uh, kindness and the generosity of kindness that uh, I have experienced here this day. And God, we're grateful to you for your, for your living word uh, given to us through uh, the inspiration of the scriptures. And we thank you for uh, your living word given to us through the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And God, our creator, our all in all, I pray now your blessings upon the preaching of your word, not for fame, not for reputation, but that someone may believe and do likewise. In the strong, perfect, everlasting name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to hear this text because the writer, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and in uh, the 
turmoil Israel was going through in Babylon, he lifts up a number of things that have gone wrong and almost uh, suggests, not almost, but suggests that whatever can go wrong will go wrong. He said, though there be no fig tree, though there be no fig, though the fig tree may not blossom, that's one, no fruit on the vine, that's two, though the labor of the olive may fail, that's four, and the field yields no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no, there be no herd in the stalls. He lifts up all of these things that are the reality of Israel. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And after he lifts up these things one after another, a litany of things that have already gone wrong. And at the end of it, rather than getting caught up in the reality, let it bring him down, he says, yet will I joy in God. And so I would like to speak to us based upon that text from this title, A Sure Confidence in God During Difficult Times. A sure confidence in God during difficult times. Some time ago, I was talking to a young man who was very close to me. As a matter of fact, it was a rather depressing conversation. And uh, things in his life have not gone right lately. He was a young man, seemingly with a lot of promise, and still has great promise. Christian man grew up in the church baptized and confirmed in Methodism. And as I confronted him about his reality, how things were going uh, in his life, and they were pretty low. And all of us at some time or another have had uh, things that happen in life to take us to a low point. And if it has never happened to you, then you just keep on living. <laughs> Your day is coming. And he gave a, a litany of excuses, a, a litany of complaints. Uh, he had almost given up in life, a litany of reasons. And in this litany of reason, uh, it was a litany of negativity, a litany of negative thoughts, litany of depressing thoughts, pessimism, why he could not turn anything around. And I thought about this young man who has, who has grown up in the church, baptized, confirmed, formed and shaped by the church, uh, whom I have witnessed his Christianity before. And I thought anybody can be faithful to God, anybody can be confident in God when everything is going all right. But this text reminds us that we can be faithful and confident when things are not going all right. As I thought about, looked at this young man, I thought how, how easy it is that we can be confident in God when everything is going well, when there is no pandemic, uh, when we're not experiencing a shutdown, a shut-in, when, when the stock market is high and the economy is blooming and, 
and employment is high and our children act like we want them to act and the money is right in our pockets. Anybody can be faithful to God when everything is working out all right. Uh, but this text uh, reminds us that uh, sometimes in life that whatever can go wrong will go wrong, but that we have to be confident in God even during turbulent times. We're living in turbulent times now. Uh, uh, I'm 70 years of age now, and in my 70 years, I have never witnessed anything in America or the world like we have experienced the last year uh, during this pandemic. And just as in the text, even though things are going to get better, they eventually will get better, but we're constantly reminded that they're going to get worse before they get better. Now we've got to decide what our posture is going to be, what our attitude is going to be. Not only uh, have we been rocked by this pandemic, many of us have been rocked by much of the political unrest in our country, the social and civil unrest, and even the racial unrest, all of this discord. Uh, yet the word of God encourages us and reminds us that we got to have a confidence in God during these difficult times. Uh, the text reminds me that even though we are in a difficult time and, and our attitude and our posture is to have confidence in God, I know a better day is coming. And so I have to work on my attitude until we get there. Are you all still with me? I have a friend who, a few years ago, uh, a clergy's wife, who found out that she uh, had uh, cancer, uh, double breast cancer. And, and as I visited with her, she said, I have faith in God. I have confidence in God. And I am confident and I am certain that God is going to heal me. And God healed her. But she said, my, 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 my struggle and my concern is not what God's going to do, but the process. Are you all with me now? She said, I, I know he's going to do it, but, but what I'm hoping God will do is give me the strength and faith when I go through the process. She said, I, I'm going to have to have radiation, and I'm going to have to have uh, chemotherapy. And, and, and when I have a treatment and, and it knocks me down, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, will God give me the confidence when I'm having those bad days? Hello, somebody. She said, I, I know I'm going to get to the other side, but I'm worried about the process I'm going through to get there. Folks, we're, we're, we're going to come through the pandemic and we're going to come through all of the unrest that we're experiencing. But, but like my friend, we, uh, uh, we still got to have our faith when we get disappointed and discouraged time and time again, going through the process. Now, now when you look at this text, when I tell you that everything that could go wrong, go wrong. Listen, no, no fig tree, may not blossom, no fruit on the vine, no labor uh, in the olive garden, no fruit in the field, no herd uh, in the stall. With, with all that he lifts up, though, he never lifts up uh, negativity. He never lifts up a, 
a, a, a, he never lifts up a negative thought. He never lifts up doubt. He never lifts up discouragement. He, he, he faces his reality, but, but he does not lift it up in a negative way. What, what I'm trying to get to say is we do not have to deny the reality that we're experiencing, but we don't have to let reality have control over us. He, he lifts up the reality that he is experiencing, but there is no pessimism, there's no negativity, there is no fear, there is no doubt, because he gets to the point and say, nevertheless, I'm going to rejoice in God anyway. Mm-hmm. So when we're going through something, we don't have to deny the reality, but like the writer does in Habakkuk, we can look beyond the reality and put our focus on God. Mm-hmm. Y'all off for quiet this morning. I know it's early. Can you imagine this? After all that is going wrong, he lifts it up, but not in a negative way, not in a doubtful way, not in a discouraging way. He acknowledges the reality. And after he gets through of acknowledging all of the reality that he is experiencing, then he comes to the next verse and he says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Mm, I love this very much. With all that has happened, he was able to look beyond all of that and say, even though I ought to be, to be disappointed now, even though I ought to be discouraged now, even though I ought to be knocked to the ground now, he looks beyond all of that and places his hope and his confidence in God. Nevertheless, I will rejoice in God anyway because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hello, somebody. Uh, and when he uses the word that I will rejoice in the Lord, this word does not mean a quiet manner, but it really means that he's going to be leaping and dancing before the Lord. Uh, when, when the choir was praising God this morning and I listened to the words and, and, and they, were, they were speaking to my heart and I listened to the melody, I, I felt this text so, so strongly where he said, I'm going to rejoice in God Anyway, I'm going to praise God. I'm, I'm going to put my strength all in God. His reality was not just uh, what he was experiencing, but his presence, his, his peace, his confidence in God. So oftentimes, if, if we look for everything, all of our satisfaction, all of our joy, all of our strength to come from the world, then we're going to be disappointed. I have a guy who is, is kind of a spiritual advisor to me. His name is Brother Ishtananda of Self-Realization Fellowship. And every year he sends me uh, a greeting for Christmas and a greeting for the new year. And you know, oftentimes we send those, we say, uh, I, I wish you a prosperous new year. And Brother Ishtananda, when he sends me my greeting, greetings, he always says, I wish you a spiritually prosperous new year. Mm. I love this now. He does not say, I wish you a new year. Uh, uh, he does not say, I wish you a prosperous new year. He said, I wish you a spiritually prosperous new year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad that he reminds me, I want you to have a good year, but I want your good year to be in God. I want you to be blessed this year, but I don't want you to be blessed in things. I want you to be blessed in your relationship to God. Help me 
somebody. He said, I want God to smile on you this year, but I don't want you to be excited about what you got, but I want your joy and your peace and your excitement to be in God. Listen, he said, he said, I will rejoice in the Lord anyway because the joy in God is my salvation. And so with all of the pandemic and all of the unrest and all of the discord, I come to tell you today that there is joy in my heart because my joy is in God. Hallelujah, somebody. The writer looks beyond all of that to find his hope and his peace and his joy in God. He does not deny reality, but he does not get lost in that. But he says, I'm going to worship and praise God anyway. And so as the choir was singing, I was thanking God and say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I, I know I'm at Royce City, but I'm going to raise my hands to you anyway. I, God, I know I'm in Royce City, but, but if you move, I'm going to raise my voice anyway because you've been too good to me. I'm going to rejoice in you anyway. And he says, I'm going to rejoice in the God. The joy in God is my salvation. And the Lord God is my strength. Listen to this. He, he said, the Lord God is my strength. Usually when I, uh, years ago when I would go through something in life, I would pray to God. And I said, God, give me, give me strength for this task. Give me strength for this day. If I was faced with a decision, something difficult, I would pray, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom for this time. Give me wisdom for this decision. But th this is not what, what Habakkuk says. He does not talk about his strength. He said, the Lord God is my strength. That changes everything around. He's not just talking about any kind of strength, not human strength, not human wisdom, but God's strength. So when I'm, when I'm confronted with something now, I don't pray, God, give me strength. I say, God, give me your strength. When I won't need wisdom now to make a decision, know what to do in life, I don't pray for God for wisdom, but God, give me your wisdom. Uh, God, God, I want your joy. I want your peace. I want your understanding. I want your wisdom. I want your, I, I want your peace. God, give what, what you have, put it in me. We're, we're created in the image of God. And don't you know all of the create activity that God used to create all of the world and all of the energy and all of the wisdom of God that is available to you and me because we were created in God's image. Hello, somebody. And so I said, God, I, I, I want your strength and I want your wisdom. And God, I say, let it get all in my mind. I don't want to just understand you intellectually and theologically, but I want you to get in my mind, get in my heart, get in the marrow of my bones, in every cell, in my tissue, in my jumping, in my speaking. God, let your spirit, let your strength, let your wisdom get all in my body. Hello, somebody. See, oftentimes in the church, we, when we have an understanding of God, it can be intellectually, but we don't have it in our heart and in our spirit. And we can understand it theologically, but when, when Habakkuk talks about the, the, strength of God, the, the strength of God is his strength, then, then God's spirit is all in him. Hello, hello, somebody. And so I don't have to try to face this world and understand this world and get through everything in my strength, but with God's strength and God's wisdom. And they said, he will make my feet like the feet of deer. 
they're always excited and running and confident. Uh, and he says, uh, what he's saying is, can, can you imagine this with all that's going on in Israel, and he knows God is his strength, God is his joy, God is his salvation, and what God is going to do for him in all of this is give him the feet of a deer. Mm, no, 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 you're not hearing me now and feeling me. Uh, 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 it's difficult, God. The pandemic is happening now, God. There's this card all over the land now, God, and God is going to respond to me by giving me the feet of a deer. <laughs> I, I was looking for something else, but, but what God said, have, have you ever, I, 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 I'm, 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 I've lived in Dallas uh, much of my adult life, uh, a Plano. I grew up in Waco, so I guess I'm somewhat of a city boy. And I, I asked uh, uh, people who go hunting, what's so good about the feet of a deer? And they said, well, a deer is sure-footed. Mm, I'm about to get this now. They said, a deer never falls down. Say, a deer can go up the rough side of the mountain and come down the rough side of the mountain. And he said, a deer, I've never seen a deer stumble or fall. The deer can leap over a fence, never fall down. I'm about to get it now. I'm going to give you the feet of a deer. I'm going to give you the strength to go up the rough side of the mountain. Not only the rough side of the mountain, mountain I'll give you the strength to go up the slick side of the mountain and, and strength to come down the rough side of the mountain. Are you getting this now? I'm going to give you the feet of a deer. I'm going to give you confidence in me doing the difficult time. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a sports fan and I'm, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, Dallas Mavericks season ticket holder. And we have, we have a good team, you all. And, and we've had a good team for a couple of years. But, but one of our problems right now, you all remember we had Dirk Dirk Levisky, and whenever we were at the end of the game and it was close, they always gave the ball to Dirk. Dirk always made the shot. He was our closer. Uh, I watched the Lakers, and, and when they get to the end of the game, if it's close, they always put the ball in LeBron's hand, and he always makes the shot. I say, oh, that's what we need during these difficult times. We need our closer. Well, y'all, I come to remind you that we have a closer uh, during these difficult times. Jesus said, come to me, all ye who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, can you feel me now? Uh, uh, during these difficult times, we can have confidence because God has given us a sure closer in Jesus Christ our Lord. Whatever life put before him, he has already conquered it. When they took him and nailed him to a cross and left him there all night Friday and all day Saturday, Early that Sunday morning, he got up like a natural man. Jesus, God's blessed son, the bright and morning star. That's our closer. <laughs> when we can't handle the end, we got somebody we can handle it to. And so I come to remind us uh, during these difficult times that we can have sure confidence in God. Amen.